Welcome to Love Drops, where your hosts, Charles and Diane, will share stories and reflections on inspirational topics taken from their own personal journey and world events. We'll also include nightly guest segments with special guests from all All around around the world. world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy enjoy the the show. Welcome to the show. We are your host, Charles and Diane. We decided to spotlight couples for the month of February with the theme, This Is Us. Okay, Charles, let's start with us. That sounds like a plan. So, let's continue with our story. During the worldwide lockdown, we were forced, like so many others, to take inventory on the projects we had on the shelves, labeled One Day. With so much uncertainty and worldwide fear and panic all around us, We had to find a way to stay in a place of peace in the midst of chaos. Our ministry is to be ambassadors of love and service. So we had to find a way to continue spreading love, even more so in the current climate. We began to do daily videos called Love Drops, and we posted them on Instagram. The response was pretty amazing and inspiring to us. Now, let me just say this. Love Drops didn't go viral, but it did touch many people in a time of social distancing. We had been talking about doing a podcast for over six years. However, neither one of us had a clue on just how to do that. We asked around our network, but people weren't feeling very sharing, caring. So there was no help there. So we brought books, attended workshops, bought equipment, and then shelved it under one day. Well, lo and behold, the Love Drop videos became the foundation of the Love Drop podcast. So here we are, seven months and a hundred episodes later, streaming around the world, achieving our purpose of spreading love. We're still learning this podcast gig, using what we got, to get what we need, and yes, feeling way out of our comfort zones. Yet, we are moving forward with weekly episodes and the message of love is being globally received because love never fails. During this pandemic, we have started working on our documentary, Go Where I Send You, which depicts the adventures of our current journey in progress starting back six years ago. Diane has also launched a YouTube channel entitled Clearly Ready. Which again is way outside of my comfort zone. However, this channel expands on the message of my book, Clearly Ready, by encouraging viewers to leap out of their comfort zones. Back to you, Charles. Thanks, Diane. 
Hmm, let's see. I completed my manuscript with the assistance of my awesome wife, Diane, amazing editor, Ayana, and self-published my debut book, Tai Chi Secrets with Master Woody, all at the ripe young age of 77 years of life. We're currently in the process of launching my YouTube channel. Yep, you guessed it, Tai Chi Secrets with Master Woody. The holistic exercises from my book will be demonstrated on the channel along with other Tai Chi techniques, postures, and holistic health information. The channel will contain a wealth of health. So stay tuned and be on the watch for it. Moving forward, we're going to pause our story once again and welcome back two former guests returning as our featured couple for this week, sharing their story. Shout out to Ola and Brianna, representing Nashville and Clarksville, Tennessee. Welcome back to the Love Drop Podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Love Drops. My name is Ola Shabomiaka Bashran, and I'm here with my lovely wife. Hey, I'm Brianna. And we are located in Clarksville, Tennessee. We are newlyweds, and we've been together for a little while. And I'll let her ask, tell you guys how long we've been together. So if you ask me, I say six years. And the truth is we've been together all our lives. <laughs> no. <laughs> so why don't you tell everyone how we met? So, um, we met out and about um, at a bar in East Nashville, in East Nashville called uh, Five Spot. Um, Pre-COVID, they used to consistently have a night called Motown Mondays. So Monday nights starting from 8 p.m. all the way to 3 a.m., people would be there swing dancing all to old school Motown music. And uh, I saw her standing there in front of her best friend, and I was like, who's that girl? And uh, I just built up the courage, and I went to go talk to her. And uh, decades later, here we are. <laughs> it's decades, oh my. Okay, well, I know we were supposed to talk a little bit about the adjustments we've had to make this year because of COVID-19 and the pandemic and just the global shutdown. So I know for me, it looks a little different. I work for the state government and we went from commuting um, five days a week into Nashville to working predominantly from home. Um, And I've been working from home for minimum of four days a week maximum five since March of 2020. So we're coming up on almost a whole year. So set up a desk in the kitchen, um, you know, answering phone calls and meetings right there. It's been interesting working in my pajamas. I don't mind it as much as I thought I would, but I do miss the human interaction. But she enjoys being at home with the dogs all day. Oh yeah, my dogs are my coworkers. I love that. But, oh, they're super spoiled. <laughs> yeah, if I ever have to go back to work, they're going to be so sad. Yeah, 
Uh, I know it looked a lot different for you though, as well, so. Yeah, it did uh, completely look 100% different for me. Um, I continue to leave the house every day because uh, I couldn't do it. So, but um, I have three art galleries at the time, three art galleries, two in Nashville and one downtown Clarksville. And since COVID, um, we've had to shut things down, close art walks, art crawls. And for the Nashville no locations, uh, art crawls were where we made essentially our rent um, for all the 35 plus galleries upstairs in the arcade. Um, and I eventually closed mine down um, in June when my lease was up, but by then, seven other artists had a broken lease to get out of it because we couldn't, no one was uh, making their money back from their investments, so. And it's still closed. And yeah, yeah. There right hasn't now. been an art walk since, what, February of yeah, last year? since February of last year. It's still been shut down, so, and there's still some people still in there, but right now, uh, I believe, I haven't been down there, but I believe uh, quite a bit of those places are still vacant. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, Clarksville is a different ball game. It's more like uh, small town South, like Florida. There's been they've been trying to keep things open um, despite um, with the little regulations, little to none. Um, however, um, uh, for a few months there, I did completely close, and uh, I like to say I boarded up the windows so no one could look in, um, and I just created pieces. Um, that about things that were going on in 2020 and that I was experiencing myself and other people around me were experiencing. But it was a good time to kind of, you know, get away from and, and people and relax and, and tune into my own mental health. I spent a lot of time with my mental health playing video games uh, <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was very fun at first until I was like, oh, man. I'm literally just taking my video game to the gallery just to waste time. And then I was like, let me let me do something a little bit more productive. I was definitely watching a lot of Real Housewives, as yeah. I still am. <laughs> Guilty pleasure. Trash TV. <laughs> trash. It is definitely 90 Day Fiance. Any fans out there? All the trash TV. Um, what else? We also were planning to get married last May, and yeah. there was a whole episode about that, so if you're interested for the super duper details, um, there's a whole episode about that for Love Drops, but we ended up deciding to elope, and we were going to have the ceremony on our one-year anniversary this coming May, but we recently decided to postpone that ceremony indefinitely just because... A lot of his family is out of state and even out of the country, so it still has a lot of challenges with having that celebration with all the people we want there. So no new date, just kind of figuring it out day by day. Adaptability is key in the times that we're in right now. And uh, as an artist, that comes easy for me um, because it's just the lifestyle that I live. Um, but I've seen a little bit of... Uh, how it's impacted her and it's a little bit more frustrating I mean her degree is in organization and planning so um, not being able to plan things I'm not just seeing it with her I have a couple of artist friends that are actually really OCD and planners as well and they've had difficulty with it and it just kind of it puts a pause on life um, but not a pause where you 
can plan for a future. Right. Um, it's so, so it unpredictable. Little, yeah, it becomes a little bit more of a hassle. Um, and it takes a lot of patience um, to be able to handle this type of adversity. Um, and it comes easier for some, and it's a little bit difficult for others. But, you know, that's why we're not all the same. We can help each other to create a balance and create new sources of things to do and, and new ways to interact with people in order to uh, feel a little bit what we considered normal. Right. Speaking of which, um, holidays did look a little different for everybody this year, I'm sure. I know we had, or I had a COVID scare. I didn't end up getting it, but I went and got my hair cut the first time in November of 2020 for that whole year. And I get a call four days later that I had potentially been exposed to COVID. So that was you know, a few weeks before Thanksgiving, it was very nerve wracking to determine if I could or should hang out with my family with that scare. I got tested. Um, thankfully, the results came back negative. But just in case, um, he and I wore masks the entire time around my family for Thanksgiving and didn't give anybody hugs and definitely kept the distance from the grandparents while we were there in the house to make sure um, no risk of exposure, even though we were negative, you just never know if it could be a, um, what is that called? Where you're like, you don't have symptoms. Oh, uh, asystematic. Yeah. Asystematic, yeah. But I guess you'd still test positive. Either way, um, Thanksgiving was weird. Christmas, we just stayed local, so his family lives out of state. We haven't seen, well, I haven't seen them, um, I think since February of last year. So your little nephew, I haven't even met him in person. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's the that's another difference. Uh, the holidays essentially didn't really matter because it's just everyday life is separated. Yeah. Um, so you were expecting the holidays to also be separated. And I know plenty of people who tried to force it and uh, people who did and came back safely and then people who did that got exposed and ended up getting COVID. So it's uh, uh, how do you gamble? Right. Um, and I think that was the issue with, with Brianna was, um, okay, so I got a haircut from someone who said everything was okay. Then the next thing I know, I took that gamble. Next thing I know, I was uh, gambling. Do I go see my family or not um, when she has older grandparents and things like that? So it was just everybody I think everybody's going through this type of same situation like um, I haven't had any symptoms myself ever um, but I hadn't seen my second uh, uh, nephew um, since he was born last May and it was six months later I still hadn't seen him hadn't met him um, hadn't seen my uh, niece since her second birthday mm-hmm. uh, so for me it was like okay let me let me just go and I hadn't had any symptoms um, flying was uh, definitely different and your other sister bought a house so that yeah, was part of the exactly. reason for going exactly. um, was to help her move in and get settled and so for me uh, I'm not I'm, I, I used to drive long distances and hated it and slept every two hours because it's awful I don't know how you guys do it if you like it. But um, so I flew 
wore the mask the entire time. I have no problem wearing the mask. Um, but at the time, um, flights were limited. Or not limited, but they were very spread out. Like, I got the whole seat to myself on the way there and on the way back. Um, so it seemed pretty safe. And then all the... Um, all the stories that you hear about flying, it's actually not as dangerous because of whatever reasons about the air up there, uh, supposedly. So uh, I was good, and when I got there, I got tested because my sister and her brother, I mean, and my brother-in-law are in the medical field, and so um, it was, but I mean, I had to get tested before I was around their kids. Otherwise, I'd be wearing a mask the entire time, got tested, I was good, hung out, and came back, and I was also fine. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a different time, and I think it's easier for a personality like mine that I'm always adapting, and that's my nature. Um, reality is, like, who I wanted to be was a vagabond type thing where I was just floating and moving and not a care in the world type of thing. So when some situation like this happens, um, I adapt a little bit easier because I have that free mentality. Um, yeah, I would say I don't have that. I'm very structured. Yeah. I like routine. If I don't eat and sleep and <laughs> like my routine, I get really cranky. Um, whereas he could not eat all day until 10 p.m. and still be just as jolly when he woke up at 5 a.m. I would be really difficult to be around if I hadn't eaten. <laughs> you know, and then they say opposites attract. Yeah. I definitely chill her out. And she definitely, she chills me out in a different type of way, a more necessary way. I I think I keep you grounded. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say grounded <laughs> because, you know, I'm a grown man. And okay. Okay. <laughs> I think she chills me out in a different type of way. Okay. Um, in a way that I need to be chilled out because if I never met her, I'd, I'd be still going out every night drinking and just being a free out, like just outlandish uh, young human. But she chilled me out in a different type of way. So why don't you tell the listeners about some of the new projects you worked on? Um, in 2020, you briefly mentioned about your, the different inspiring pieces that you created based on the climate and culture of the pandemic and what went on with the George Floyd after that happened. Yeah, so um, it was... I mean, it's, once I once I decided to uh, turn off the PlayStation, um, still waiting on a PS5. If anybody knows where I can get one, I uh, just wanted to make that plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but once I decided to turn off the PlayStation and get back to creating, um, uh, I started reading what other people were going through and my brother-in-law being a doctor and having an ER and working in the ER um, had to separate himself from my sister who was pregnant with my nephew at the time 
um, for about two weeks. Then I start reading a little bit more and how this is a common thing with people in the medical field having to stay at work or completely isolate themselves from their family, their children, their parents, and then going further. And uh, when older folks get um, got sick, they were literally isolated. No one could see them, and, and just anybody. Um, we had friends who had kids during the pandemic, and the husband couldn't be there. Uh, and then once the mother was fine, then it was one parent at a time. Um, so it was just a, a huge separation. So during that time, I created two um, two pieces that had to do with the separation between that period. And one was a separation. Um, and people look at it completely different. They see a doctor being separated from a patient because that's at some period of time the doctors were literally um, behind if they weren't doing something um, to the patient they were behind screens Um, and some people see exactly what I created which was a a person being separated from their loved ones Um, and then later on as um, things got settled. I read a story. I read several stories um, about couples who had been married for 50, 60 years being separated for seven or eight months because one of them had COVID and then that reaction and interaction that they were back together. So I created another piece um, telling their story. Um, and then, of course, we had all the uh, protests going on. We've had the all kinds of little things here in Nashville. We had the tornado. We had the bombing. Um, and I feel like as an artist, it's important to create pieces that make people um, think, make people emotional, make people remember. Um, so the first uh, art show that I had this year here in Clarksville was uh, not necessarily called Remembering 2020, but essentially that concept. It talked about, I hung up the paintings of um, the COVID situations. I painted several protest pieces of people walking down the streets, people coming together, um, even including with police officers um, kneeling uh, pieces, talking about the the about slavery and and now um, people um, um, hand in chains and then a hand in cuffs um, just talking about all the situations that 20 the year 2020 brought to light with social injustices and things like that but uh yeah all all those kind of things and until to now um, I'm still creating new projects uh, right now. Black History Month. Um, I'm going to be doing an interactive um, project where people come in and people post and tag me on my social medias of what black history means to them. Not necessarily about the month, but what black history means to them. And then I take those those post-its, those sayings, I write them on... Uh, sticky notes and from there I'll create an image with all the different color sticky notes that um, and and meanings of black history to them to create a wall a mural on a wall 
Uh, but yeah, that's one of the projects that I'm doing now. And I think without 2020, this wouldn't be a project that I've done because it's now, 2020 made me realize there's so many, all the ignorance in the world is literally just people not knowing and not understanding other cultures. Um, and I feel like I knew that already, but I think it just brought even more light to it. And the more we educate ourselves, the more we create qu- and ask the questions. And I'm not, t- tomorrow the police department in Clarksville is going to come into the gallery um, and they're going to um, write on sticky notes and and be a part of it. And I'm going to create the painting, the portrait that I'm going to paint tomorrow doing that is... Uh, the first black police officer in the U.S. supposedly, or notable police officer in New York, and and uh, I'm going to talk about the history and what he dealt with as that from not only the other police officers but white officers or, or, or Caucasian people and what he dealt with from the black community as well. Uh, but yeah, that's my latest project that I'm working on right now. Awesome. And I know you're <clears throat> looking forward to Charles's book that's out yeah, on yeah. Tai Chi. Yeah, so we're talking about projects. That's that's going to be, that's like the new project. Me and Bree have done <laughs> little like, uh, like couples, gear away from my art projects. We've done like little couples things. We've done, uh, we've tried to go and dance more. Because uh, that was our jam pre-COVID, was going out and dancing. She's a phenomenal dancer. And uh, we've done, <laughs> played couples yoga. Yoga yeah. is so hard. I, I made I, him do yoga. That's my thing. I love yeah. yoga. Um, but what I'm ready for is to get that book uh, in the mail that Charles wrote. Uh, all about that Tai Chi. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm he become the next master. He's told me this tale about um, the energy ball that yeah. Charles created with his hand and yeah. nearly knocked him out. No, and... that was Anthony telling you. <laughs> oh, okay, story. that was yeah. our friend Anthony. But I, either way, I was like, okay, Tai Chi master. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to be. So he's got some lessons to learn from you, Charles. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll read the book and do some videos, learn more. Um, so, Brie, uh, tell us uh, about some inspiration, inspirative ideas that you, advice that you have for people and relationships in general so, during these difficult times. I think what was so interesting for us was this first six to eight months of marriage, we had no idea it was going to look like this. Um, we kind of... You know, we got married quickly. Um, once we kind of had to postpone our wedding, we got married. Um, we planned it in a week, which is very unlike me. And immediately, my parents had some points, so we went on a honeymoon. It was weird. We couldn't really do a lot. We had to drive. We did have to drive. It was awful. It was not the best. Um, but we've spent a lot of time in the house and together, so I think even though we may, might look back and be like, oh, that wasn't what we had planned, we have got to spend a lot of moments together. So I think do what you can to appreciate those moments as the world pauses for um, 
you know, the numbers to decrease and all that good stuff, because it's really easy to get sucked into the news or social media, get really overwhelmed about, um, you know, what laws are being passed, are you getting another stimulus check, Um, what craziness has been said on Twitter, all that good stuff, Um, as well as, I know for me, my guilty pleasure was, uh, we already mentioned just like trash TV and him being Um, more interested in video games, there's been a lot of opportunities to disengage if that's kind of the route you choose. But I think be more intentional. You have more time to really explore what your passions are. Um, I don't have a lot of exciting projects that I can talk about, but um, one goal I made for 2020 that I was able to plan out and accomplish was reading more. And I read 24 books. So, nerd alert, I was super excited. The girl was 20. She's not nerd alert, overachiever. <laughs> My goal was 20, and I made, I read 24 books. So, mm. I'm proud of that and keep trying to read. Um, other than yoga, we also tried to just be more intentional with each other and get vulnerable. Uh, I yeah. bought this game through a company called The Skin Deep. So, if you Google The Skin Deep, they have these different question boxes that you can buy. Summer, um, we bought the one that's more couple-oriented. They do have some for families, um, working relationships, friends, but it really is just like asking questions to get to know each other. Um, Some of them are really tough questions, so we don't do all of them because there's some stuff that, I I don't know, it's not the most fun to discuss, but it does open up. um, It It is, I'm not a fan of the game. Because, you know, it's... It forces it's him to talk, that, first yeah, of all. Yeah, yeah, well, one, I don't like talking. I uh, know you can't tell right now because I'm talking majority right now. <laughs> but um, the game is actually, it's it's great. And especially in this time of where our main... Um, where we get most of our uh, interaction with people is social media... And what does what do most people do on social media? They portray the best part of themselves, and never they're they're rarely real. Right. Um, they they lose that sense of intimacy with people. And this game, the questions like force you to be vulnerable, um, which is a huge important aspect of culture in general you did and and being human is to be vulnerable to other humans yes we can be selective with who we want to be vulnerable to but vulnerability is a is an a necessary aspect of relationship and it's a give and take so i have to be vulnerable as she has to be vulnerable and for her with her personality it's easier for her to open up and as me with my personality where i'm just like everything's like a fun play time it's harder for me to be vulnerable in in a way of letting her in so i think that's the the great i think that's what she enjoys about this uh card thing because i would not call it a game because <laughs> a game is supposed to be fun um, <laughs> there are fun ones in there you're making it sound like a debbie downer yeah no no it's no i i recommend it um i've tried to get some friends to play um and it's it's definitely it's a conversation starter. It's I mean with the person, the couple's version, it's it forces you to be intimate 
outside of your life, outside of the everyday, outside of getting up and going to work and just talking about work stuff. Um, that allows you to talk about each other and your goals and yeah. fears or what you like or about each other. Yeah. And the only other thing I would add before we close out, um, I was listening to a presentation. I'm in the transportation sector for, I work for the department of transportation here in Tennessee. And I listened into a webinar that was focused on how the pandemic, um, and working virtually has really impacted women more than men in some ways, just because already women are expected in our society with typical gender roles to take on the housework, the cooking, the cleaning, grocery shopping, kids, etc. So you're already doing those things, but now you're working virtually. So you're in the house, you don't leave, and you're kind of like, well, what have you been doing all day? You should have been cleaning or cooking. So like the work never ends. So guys, if you're listening, if your wife is working virtually, (laughs) have a 10 minute cleanup where every day you guys, you know, meet with yourselves or the kids and you say for 10 minutes, we're going to spend time cleaning the house, ready, set, go, set a timer, turn some music on, make it fun. But there are little things that maybe you don't think about that can really have um, a helpful um, impact on her life during this time. Another thing that actually Ola's really great at is if I'm had a stressful day at work, um, rather than asking me what's for dinner or what would I like for dinner, he'll just prepare me something. And having one less thing to choose at the end of the day is so nice. So those are some things, little tidbits for the guys out there. I would encourage you to think of ways to be thoughtful for your woman. Um, during these times, especially if she's like me and really needs structure and is hesitant to change. Those are little things you can do to help improve morale in your house and just help her feel loved and appreciated. Um, I hope we're like way not over time, but I did want to shout out some of the ways you can get in touch with um, Ola Shibomi, especially. So you can Definitely find him on Instagram at Drafts by Ola, O-L-A. Um, his whole name will come up, Drafts by Ola Shibomi. But if you want to add in what black history means to you, send him a direct message and he'll add that onto um, the installation that he's creating for Black History Month. Um, you can also look up DBO Gallery, which is his gallery here in Clarksville. He also has DBO Creative Circle, which is where he does the painting and sipping classes. Private lessons. Private lessons. lessons. Dance lessons, all that good stuff. So if you're ever in Clarksville, please stop by and see us. And I think that'll close us out. Diane, Charles, thank you so much for inviting us to participate. Um, We love love drops, and we're just going to go ahead and sign out. One love. (laughs) (laughs) One love. One love. One love. Never a second will I waste. Never an opportunity to taste the sweetness of Thank you for tuning in to the Love Drops Podcast. Be sure to follow this podcast and share the love with everyone you know. Until next time. This is Charles and Diane signing off. One love.
Love now.